start with you uh, first, Simon. Uh, for what President Biden and his team have been saying about the summit, uh, we join uh, Simon. Uh, this uh, meeting uh, was all about easing tensions. Does the U.S. believe uh, this has been achieved? Well, I think it's absolutely apparent from that presentation by President Biden there uh, that uh, he really wants to focus on the positives that have come out of this meeting and not be dragged into a big conversation about Taiwan. In order, he first of all presented to the press the agreement on fentanyl precursors, uh, which uh, in very uh, emotional terms, I mean, he cited uh, two young men that had died uh, of a fentanyl, fentanyl overdose, as he put it, close to where I live. Not clear whether he meant that in Wilmington, Delaware, his private home, or whether he meant it uh, at the White House in Washington, D.C. But definitely he hailed not just the agreement of President Xi uh, to do more to try and root out these manufacturers of fentanyl precursors on its merits, but he also cited it as an exemplar of how the United States and China can, even in a time of competition and disagreement on other issues, find areas where they can work together. He also hailed the resumption of military-to-military -military ties. He said that those were going to lead to direct, open and clear communications between the US and Chinese militaries designed uh, to uh, mitigate against the possibility uh, of the relationship veering into literal conflict uh, as the result of any um, unforeseen, unforced uh, errors taking place in the skies above the South China Sea or even in the waters of uh, the South China Sea. Uh, he said that there had been absolutely no agreement on either Gaza or Ukraine. Uh, and uh, when he was asked a question about Taiwan and what had taken place with regard to Taiwan during the course uh, of this uh, four-hour meeting with President Xi Jinping, he said simply that he had underscored the fact that the United States government, like its predecessors, uh, honours the one China policy that only recognises uh, Beijing as the government of China and foresees uh, Taiwan as part of China. And he said that was the extent to which it was discussed. Now, that flies in the face of what we'd heard from senior administration officials earlier who indicated that there'd actually been a bit of a deeper conversation about Taiwan than that, uh, with President Xi saying to President Biden, please stop arming the Taiwanese, and President Biden saying to President Xi, please don't fear, interfere in Taiwan's upcoming election uh, process. But it was evident uh, that President Biden did not want to go into detail about that area of the conversation. Uh, he said that his overriding approach towards uh, China was now... Trust but verify, uh, which, of course, is the phrase that Ronald Reagan used when he was describing uh, his superpower relationship with Mikhail Gorbachev, the former leader of the Soviet Union. It was all about trusting what you were hearing, but verifying what you were hearing. And President Biden used that phrase to describe uh, this relationship. He called it rational and, ma and manageable, the relationship between the two countries. Uh, and he also hailed the possibility of future action uh, that we'll see experts from both sides coming together to discuss the uh, challenges posed by artificial intelligence as another example of ways in which these two governments can find ways of working together. He said there will be lots more high-level meetings between senior figures in his government and the Chinese government and that he and President Xi had established that any time they had something to say to one another, they could simply pick up the phone and talk to one another. 
which certainly is a change in the relationship as it has existed over the course of the last 12 months. And Simon, the summit came as both leaders of the U.S. and China were facing their own challenges at home and abroad, uh, economic woes as well as uh, global tensions. Uh, could that have potentially influenced their dialogue and the outcome of it? Well, I, I think so. And also the, the sense that both uh, nations have, that you, you just cannot be in a continuing situation where at a leader-to-leader -leader level, no kind of communication is taking place. Now, it's important to note that there was no agreement at this summit for the two of them to meet again. We don't know when the next conversation between them might happen. Uh, and it's also important to note that the United States has argued in the weeks, uh, in the days leading up to this summit, uh, that the state of the Chinese economy is partly propelling President Xi uh, to adopt a warmer tone towards the United States than he and the Chinese have done for several months. Uh, but it's also worth remembering that when President Biden says, well, now the stage is set for future government-to-government -government conversations, that is exactly what he said after the last meeting between these two men on the fringes of the uh, G20 summit in Bali in November of last year. And then, of course, everything went wrong, including uh, the cancellation of an anticipated visit, a scheduled visit to Beijing by Secretary of State Antony Blinken. It was unforeseen events at that Bali summit, the events that were not being foreseen at the time last November, that led to the relationship being put back on ice. And it will again in the future be the possibility of unexpected events that really tests whether this conversation can lead to that rational, manageable uh, relationship that President Biden described in that press conference. All right, Simon, thank you very much for that report. To Simon Marks in San Francisco.